Hey guys, welcome to Cancel This, CancelTheShow.com. Vic Faust here, Lizzie Sparks, Pro Joe on the boards. Um, we are starting right now. Thanks again. We're here. We're here. People jumping in right now. I got two messages. Where are you? Technical problems. What's going on? Two messages there. We're sorry. We'll go on. We won't be late. Again, we're, we're here. We're actually on time. Mm. We, we, we just didn't do the show before the show. Which means we're late. Well, okay. Good point. Good point. Um, if people are messaging me, anyway, we love you guys. Thank you. We love that you sit and wait for us. That's the big thing. That's the key. Now we're told we have no sound, Joe. <clears throat> are we good now? Hey guys, welcome into Cancel This, CancelThisShow.com. We'll figure it out one of these days. <clears throat> this is CancelThisShow.com. We have fun around here. Thank you guys for waiting around with us today. I'm Vic Faust, Lizzie Sparks, ProJo on the boards. Uh, no show before the show today. Um, we apologize for that. We'll be back on with the show before the show tomorrow. But as we always say, like, subscribe, share the show, get it out there so that we have people um, that understand what we're doing. Um, it always is good. When you guys start sharing the show, it gives people a chance to get into the show. That's why we wait before we get into the topics to make sure everybody goes in. You get in a flow, you know what to expect. So we're grateful for that. Um, yeah, now they, the sound is back on. Hopefully, Angie, you can hear us loud and clear. Addie says no sound on her computer. Hopefully that was from before. So we'll see. Just let us know. We're sorry. We'll figure this out. Uh, good morning. No sound. We're, we're still being told there's no sound. Or do you think that was from before? No, like, they're all still saying we don't have any sound. This is all. Okay. Yeah, they're saying we don't. No sound. Big Tech is canceling the sound, Troy said. I, they say, I see your lips moving, but I can't hear you. Nobody can hear us still. Okay, do you guys hear us now? Hey, welcome into Cancel This, CancelThisShow.com. Vic Faust, Lizzie Sparks, uh, ProJo in the house. We got technical issues. We're taking care of those. Um, thank you for staying with us today. Uh, use sign language? Yeah, use sign language. <laughs> now, okay. Now, now they can hear us. <sighs> <laughs> you know what? I'm going to just blame it on the gremlins. That's what I'm doing. I'm blaming it on the gremlins. The gremlins were here no, last it's night. You know who it was. No, anyway, that's all right. Let's, it's, it's an issue. It's over. Uh, we're moving on. I hate issues. I, I, despise, I don't like issues I despise either. issues. We work too damn hard all day, all night, all day long, all night, all day, all night. All day, all but night. All night. All the time. All day, all night. But we're here. And we've got a great show as always for you. So we appreciate you guys jumping in. Uh, like, subscribe, share the show. This is Cancel This. Cancelthishow.com. I'm Vic Faust. And Lizzie Sparks, Pro Joe in the house. Um, it is Tuesday, February 27th, ready to rock and roll. You know what we do, Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 a.m. Central, and all the time on our website, canceltheshow.com. Um, all your news, headlines, by the way, we appreciate when you guys <clears throat> give us ideas for stories, for guests, and so forth. You guys rock and roll just like we try to do here. Thank you for liking, subscribing, sharing the shows, uh, checking us out on your viewing platforms. You can always watch, of course, on our website, but then you have us. If you look there, you've got us on Facebook. You've got us on 
uh, X, formerly known as Twitter. You've got us on Rumble, Clout Hub, and then, of course, all the listening platforms as well. So we're grateful that you're with us today. We've got a guest coming up at 830 D Miller. Um, she's going to talk a lot about the transgender lifestyle and going in and out of it and what are truths, um, what are fiction, um, what that lifestyle is like, some of the things, how it goes into uh, modern day politics, how it plays with families, um, those sorts of things. You won't want to miss that guest. Megan, our good friend Megan, who fills in from time to time, is friends with Dee. She's going to join us as well today. So um, we asked her to stick around as well. So we're grateful for that. Stephanie says, guys, I feel like I've missed so much because I've been out of town. Well, we'll try to catch up in some senses. That's what we try to do. Well, and what's good about that is there's <clears throat> always, you can always go back. So if you missed anything, I know it's really fun to be live. I get that. But you can always go back on Facebook, Rumble. You can even see on YT some of our older shows. And you can go to any audio app. And we're on all of those. And you can go back and listen to us. Because we really have been having some really good stuff <clears throat> lately. Um, and with that being said, that's coming up at 830 uh, we'll take your ideas for stories. Jump in on the live cast if you can. Of course, we love you by that as well. Also, um, we've got several stories to get to today. Um, lots of stuff going on, as always. Lots of information, lots of stories. Um, starting with, um, we're going to get into this here. There was a plot um, to assassinate, allegedly a plot to assassinate Tucker Carlson mm -hmm. when he was in Russia. I mean, this stuff, this is why it gets to be a big deal. And you'll find out who and what group and what country, no surprise there, Ukraine. Um, Dr. Phil um, was kind of, I, I don't even know why he did The View. I don't even like to say those two words, The View, because they're not legitimate. They're, they're not, not legitimate. legitimate. They're not. When it comes to television, they're not legitimate in anything that they say. Mm -hmm. There is a hatred, there is a passion for lies there's a passion for taking down uh what is america it's just a bad bad place mm -hmm. he's trying to get eyeballs anywhere he can because he wants to make money right we'll tell you why he's got another project coming up that mm -hmm. i know about as well yes um, i think i told you guys about that um last week um but he came on to talk about um covid which yeah. was interesting. He did. It was It was good. I listened to that clip and it was good. It's and Michigan primary day as well. Yes, it is. Republicans and Democrats going to the polls to vote. Uh, no surprise here. Trump's supposed to dominate uh, again. <laughs> so For sure. um, no surprise there. And did you guys know that fast food companies, maybe Joe did because he knows food and fast food and all that because you said you used to eat a lot of it. They're going and Wendy's has made it. They're one of the first companies that have actually said this publicly that they're going to, I guess it's called digital timing pricing. They will change, hmm. I don't even know, whatever their value meal is or whatever. They will change the price of it pending on the time of day and if they're if they're backed up. That makes sense because I've taken my daughter through there. They, it's like an Uber. Hamburgers. Try yes. to get an Uber yes. from a Cardinals game. Like or surge pricing on a surge Big Mac. Surge, digital yeah. surge pricing. Surge pricing on a Big Mac. Wow. My God. That's what it is, the surge yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? I've got to find an Lizzie, can you do me a favor? Of course. Can you send the Dr. Phil link to uh, uh, another one to Joe? Didn't you put one? I, I sent one to him and he's in it's. Yeah. It's not the whole thing. It just had to be from that, that source that I sent it to you. It had yeah, to that be. That could be. Okay. But this surge pricing. So if it's <clears throat> $9, 
throughout the day. And then all of a sudden there's a line or it's a surge time between four and six or on a Saturday at noon, then it could all of a sudden be nine fifty or $10. And you really don't know. I mean, are people eating that much fast food that they know exact what the exact prices are? Maybe. Tell you what, it's going to be as bad as uh, Taylor Swift tickets before you know it. Mm-hmm. Um, will these will the employees get surge pay? Great question. Doubt it. That would you know what? <laughs> that's that's a great great point. That is a great. That point. is a great. Point. Robert says vending machines on soda in Sweden change pricing due to availability and the outside temperature. The outside temperature. Damn, that's a new one. That huh? People suck. Yeah, people, people are so greedy. And Wendy's I mean, <laughs> is so expensive anyway. I mean, you have to take out a second mortgage just to get one of their hamburgers anyway. And then if they jack up their surge prices, we can't even hardly go to Wendy's anymore. And they're not that good for the prices that they are. That's craziness. Bidenomics. Uh, Robbie says, LOL. I just I was just shocked to hear that this thing mm-hmm. had happened. Um, did, who just, did you just say something with the Taylor Swift concert? Yeah, because they have surge pricing for Taylor. A photographer said Taylor's dad punched him out. <laughs> right. I thought that was so funny. When I first heard that he punched somebody, I'm like, wow. Yeah, we anyway. always a story. Hey, we're a news headline show. We give you all that stuff that's going Absolutely. on here. <laughs> Absolutely. So surge pay, surge economics mm-hmm. with all of that. I don't know. Pretty interesting stuff. Hey, remember the other day, I, was, I said last week. There was a, a, a the robberies. I mean, it goes on all the time in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of, I, I don't know, it's just, it, it's bizarre. But we talked about Winghaven um, getting hit Swing last. Winghaven? There you go, mm-hmm. Swinghaven. It got hit last week. Well, two nights ago, that Winghaven slash Darden Prairie area got hit again. Oh, my gosh. And I'm convinced it's the same. They they come back and they uh-huh. hit the same the same. I, I, I spots. bet they do. I know. And you got to be really careful. And it's a very safe area. You. Think. I sent you a picture, Joe, when you get a chance of the suspect. <clears throat> when you or this would in be, the Darting Prairie Swing Haven. Uh huh. Yeah. Suspect? Somebody got a, oh. somebody got a picture because oh, of their Tesla car. Oh well, see, Tesla's not good <laughs> for something. And I, I was waiting. I was going to say, I know you were going to love this. That's right. Local news won't do this stuff. They won't. Oh, oh robberies! Look at, this. <clears throat> look at this. Robberies happen. Robberies happen. Well, thank God the Tesla took a picture of this guy. So if anybody knows who that is, let the O'Fallon police know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, I know we're a national show, but this is the kind of bullshit that pisses me off. This is what people do. They'll come up. They'll come out at night. This is about three thirty in the morning, of course. Um, and they'll try to get into your car. Mm-hmm. Once again, <clears throat> I've been guilty of it. Lock your cars. Yeah. Even when you're in a nice area that has not been known for crime, mm-hmm. like Winghaven, like Darden Prairie, and newer developments, and <clears throat> the subdivisions that are off highway, interstate access. Correct. That they're real um, close to the highway. And you know, it's so funny. I don't know if this This happened. is, looking at this, yeah, it drives me crazy. Look, because it pisses me off. Yes. That people will do this. And in their conscious, have no problem stealing or trying to steal from somebody else. They're That's just a good like picture. I, I, I love it. This yeah. is thank God for Tesla doing this picture, good job, showing Tesla. this picture of this guy. I mean that. I mean, there you go. I mean that is the. That, I guarantee that it's the same guy that hit Winghaven last week. I bet it is. I and just a couple streets over mm-hmm. from where they hit last week again. Yes. Cindy said that's the face of entitlement. It People sure just is. thinking that they can go in and steal whatever they want mm-hmm. from whatever cars and 
and that th- these pictures need to be shown more. Local news won't do it anymore. You need to give me that picture, and I need to even put it on Please. our post page. Yeah, the one. Yeah, the, yeah, the woman uh, put it on Facebook. I won't say her name yeah. right now, but uh, I will give you that picture because. People, if people are stealing, get their pictures out there. Yes, and I live in that area. And so local news says, "Oh, we care about you." Local news doesn't give no, a shit don't. about you because they won't show those pictures. That's right. That's right. It's like, well, you know, I mean, they give people the runaround when they call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do, and it's ridiculous because that mm-hmm. person is. It also, it's, it's okay. You get your stuff stolen, okay, but then you feel like you're violated, and you feel like every time you go out to that car, you wonder who it was in your car, what did they touch? I mean, it should, you just feel violated. It's just, I've had it, you know, in that area of something stolen, and it's just, yeah. Chris says, gee, I wonder why the local news won't say who the robber is, kind of like how the KC mayor refused to name the shooters. By the way, the black Kansas City mayor refused to name the two black shooters. Of course. And But that guy is, he's something else. Yeah, he's I mean, but once again, it's inner city politics, mm-hmm. and thank God we have African Americans who come on this show and say, it's the leaders of the cities that are the problems. But the people have been misled over generations mm-hmm. in the last decades to bring in different types of people. We've seen what Democratic leadership does to cities. It destroys it. it it's really straight does. Democrats. But they won't give Republicans a shot because if they give Republicans a shot, their money trains uh, go bye-bye. That's right. Uh, stealing money from citizens goes bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris, great point. It is one of those things. The other situation that happens with robberies, local pl- there's so many of them. Local police are like, okay, file a report. You know, We'll do our best. We'll patrol the area a little more. But it continues on. And then you hope and pray that somehow, some way, these thieves get caught and that it stops. But they're always going to be doing it, um, which is why... I believe in vigilante justice. I wish these car systems had something where <laughs> you could, if somebody what? goes up and tries to pull your handle, uh-huh. like it's like it shocks you. Yeah, it shocks and, you or it grabs you and sucks you back in the car. Well, the well, gra- well, well, shocking you would at least, it, it would at least, and, and, and it has video of it. Yeah. It would at least go, oh, crap. It, it It's not that hard or not that difficult to do. I That's just right. wish. But keep in mind, we showed that picture um, I, I just want to remind people, Joe, when you get a chance, if you can show that picture again, think about St. Louis City, and this is a problem right here. Tashara Jones, the mayor in St. Louis, and she was elected. She's allowed to do whatever she wants to do. Mm-hmm. You see how he's grabbing the handle? Yeah. In St. Louis City, that is legal. Yes, because you're you can walk to do that. up to a car and lift the handle. It is not illegal to do that. You had some people with sense trying to make that illegal in St. Louis City, and she's like, no, we don't need to make that illegal. That's ridiculous. What? what, what? That literally is Tashara Jones wrapped up in a nutshell. You can go up and check to see if a car is locked or not, and it's not illegal in St. Louis City. It is in St. Louis County, and it is in St. Charles County. You know what her reasoning was? Her reasoning, too, was like, well, haven't you ever walked up to a car that isn't yours and then realized it wasn't? No. I think maybe people do that. I've done that once. before. No, I've done it before, but I've never grabbed I've the never handle. I've never grabbed the handle. Yeah. <laughs> you realize it pretty quick. Yes. You walk up to the car and you don't touch somebody else's car. Most of the time people have key fobs anyway. So you you flip the key fob before you even open the door. Uh, from the uh, chat line, I want car security that's enabled with the same voltage as an electric cattle fence. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I like that. I Vigilante like that justice mm-hmm. or that it, that it stuns the person and they can't move until they're given a shot. By local officers, mm-hmm. and then they have handcuffs on, and then they go to jail. 
I would like to know with, with this guy that's touching the Tesla that got his picture taken, did he actually get in the car? I would like to know that. Yes. He did get in yes, the car? Yes, but there was no... Oh, this... Okay, this is the Tesla. They couldn't get in the Tesla. Okay, good. But the Tesla took a picture. I love that. I, did you know that that technology existed? Because I didn't. I, I did because, as you know, like we've got three people in our family that have them. I don't have one, but two of my children, one of their spouses have one, and I would not mess with the Tesla. I really wouldn't because bells and whistles go off, pictures get snapped, and so they're going to know who, who took the Tesla. <laughs> so I, don't mess with the Tesla. People. Once again, Whether you like them or not, don't touch them. Not exactly the sharpest tool in the shed. Uh, Got to know your, your your vehicles that you're stealing. Mm -hmm. But allegedly, he did get into the van. There was a van there, but there was nothing in the van. Good. I'm glad the van owner didn't have anything taken. <clears throat> Tesla has cameras all over their car alarm. Oh, Tesla has cameras all over. Okay, car alarm. Went off. Yes, that's what Megan says. We appreciate yep. that. I have before. It just looked like mine. I wish an air horn could go off. So an alarm. Yeah, mm -hmm. you said it. But once again, if you lock your car doors, nobody gets in. Correct. Unless they're busting windows and they don't want to make noise. But the only way that a car, that an alarm would go off is if you're... If you have Car it locked, locked or whatever. I'm guessing the Tesla owner didn't lock it, which many of us... No, the Tesla was not the car. The Tesla was fine. They got into the van. Got it. So they didn't even get into the Tesla. No. Good. And that's the Tesla, the white car, got it. that took the pictures because it has cameras all over the car. Very good. Anyway, I, I hate thieves. I Me hate too. them. I, 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 with a passion. Like Cindy said, they just feel so entitled that they can just take whatever they want. Oh, I see that. I didn't work for it, but somebody else has it. I'm going to steal it. I can't stand that. Um, so anyway, um, we have those pictures. Um, maybe I'll try to get that on the, the chat. I'll put it onto the chat line somehow, some way. If I send that to you, can you put? Can you put post that picture? Yeah, and if and and I can also put it on the outpost. So yeah, you can send it to me. Um, Angie says she's never seen a Tesla car. She's from the UK. That's okay. interesting. I okay. guess not in person. I mean, you've probably seen it on mine somewhere yeah i didn't know that the uk didn't have teslas because they're so prevalent <clears> here now i i, I know I, it, several people in my neighborhood have them too so and and the prices have come down a little bit so they're actually affordable if you buy a used one they're affordable now that's so damn interesting mm -hmm. anyway uh yeah if you ever find pictures of people do do the job uh, hopefully O'Fallon police is helping them they say well they increase patrols but the problem is are you going to increase patrols at 3 30 in the morning right Probably not, because you have less people. No, it doesn't do any good if 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, even 10 o'clock. 3.30 is a much different time. It is a much so different time. So once again, lock the house, lock the garage, or shut the garage door. Yes. Lock the cars. Those things happen. Um, it, it sucks. We make mistakes. We're not perfect. But when we make mistakes or do something, it sucks that there's people like that guy who are sitting right there to try to take your goods to try to cause you a horrible day because they feel entitled and they feel... And don't think for a second that it won't get worse with all the illegals coming in. I'm telling you, not that every illegal is bad. I'm going to have a heart and say most are not, but the ones that aren't make up for all the other ones. And I'm telling you, it's bad, bad news. Um, anyway, this is CancelThisCancelThisShow.com. We appreciate everybody jumping in with us today. Uh, it is it is primary day in the state of Michigan. 
Um, and this is what I, I feel is interesting is that Donald Trump, of course, has got everybody triggered. Everybody's like, oh, triggered. They're all so mm-hmm. triggered. Nikki Haley was asked yesterday <laughs> or two days ago. And Joe, if you could play the sound with Nikki Haley, <clears throat> listen to how she answers the question. She was legitimately asked, what state can you win? <laughs> what state can you win? <laughs> what a great... If you're not going to ask her why she yes. takes money from all the liberal uh, causes, which we have been talking about here for months, mm-hmm. then at least ask, what state do you think you can win? Here, here she is with her answer. Hey, which state can you tell us that you can definitively win? We have 21 states and territories that are getting ready to happen. Why don't we wait and see what happens? We don't have to have a crystal ball and say this is going to happen or that's going to happen. We don't live in Russia. We don't anoint kings. We have elections. Let people vote. But can you name a single state you can win? Today, which state? (laughs) But can you name a single state you can win? I love that she couldn't name one. She doesn't. She She, can't. She can't name it. She can't name it. And I don't know who the reporter was, but what a terrific question. That was great. It's the second best question that should be asked. And she did. So, wow. Wow, wow, wow. (laughs) All over the place. But once again, not only does she have Trump derangement syndrome, which is an up and coming, uh, it's sad. I'm. Uh, there are some people like, hey, uh, I'm curious, Were you? did you ever despise Trump, Joe, or was it just that you just weren't a big Republican? Um, did I, you fo- be- I followed the mainstream at one point. Yeah. But did you have Trump derangement syndrome and you came out of it? Uh, all right, so you're going to have to define Trump derangement syndrome. Exactly. <laughs> well, the definitive answer of Trump derangement syndrome is even when he made a very good point and you knew it was good for the country, you still said, I hate Donald Trump. That's Trump derangement syndrome. Well, I mean, back then I followed the narrative and nothing he did was good. So yeah. See, it can be cured then. Well, uh, maybe, kind of. There is a cure. He had, Joe had a slight case. Yeah, yeah, I don't know that he had a case so bad that you had to go dig to China or anything like right. that. So. Yeah, I mean, I was, to be honest, I'm, I'm, I was never really, even when he was doing The Apprentice and all that, I was never really a big Trump fan. It just wasn't my thing. No, that's allowed, buddy. Yeah. Uh, but it, here's the other thing. Uh, if you check out the Biden video that I sent you, there was, uh, he did Seth Meyers. I, I guess Seth Meyers is still on TV late night, I, I guess. I know nobody does or has very good ratings anymore in late night TV. But he was asked immediately right out of the gate about his age. They tried to play this off like it was a serious interview. Joe Biden had the questions beforehand. He knew exactly what was happening. Uh, he was asked about his age. And what? watch what he does immediately. He turns everything into Trump. Oh, my gosh. Here he is. But he was prepped for this. He was ready. And here's the question. You mentioned some classified materials, some uh, documents recently leaked, some classified documents. And this isn't a gotcha show, but I do want to ask about it, that says you are currently 81 years old. Who the hell told you that? Yeah. <laughs> That's classified. That's classified. All jokes aside, according to recent polling, this is a real concern for American voters. How do you address that concern going forward as you come up to the 2024 election? Well, a couple of things. Number one, you got to take a look at the other guy. He's about as old as I am, but he can't remember his wife's name. Yeah. And, uh, number one. Number two, <laughs> it's about how old your ideas are. Look, I mean, this is a guy who wants to take us back. He wants to take us back on Roe v. Wade. He wants to take us back on a whole range of issues that are 50, 60 years. They've been solid American p- positions. 
and um, and I really mean this sincerely. The uh, I think it's about war, uh, about the future, and everything, every single thing we've done. I think we've got some good things done. Everything, and we, they told us we couldn't get them done because things were so divided. And uh, but I think everything, everything we've gotten done, he's just friendly stated he wants to do away with if he gets elected. And I really think his views on where to take America are older than. Anyway, I know I'm going to get You talked about. And okay. anyway, always do that, Vic. And anyway. That's, well, that's his crutch. There's a lot of people who have those words. I mean, we have, I had them at my point in life. There's a lot of news anchors that do it. They'll have their little crutch word. But he can't, he can't, I repeat, he can't get away from Donald Trump. I think he wants to sniff Trump. I think he does want to sniff Trump. Yeah, I think he wants to go to Trump's hair and go right up and sniff it. I do. I'm sorry. I, I think That's he gross. wants to sniff his shoes. Remember, we were, you know, we were sending pictures back and forth behind the scenes of the show of, of hey, Biden. Hey, you like who, the shoes. you like who you like. I just think that he likes Trump. I think Trump. I think Biden likes Trump. I think he's got the hots for him. Actually, <laughs> I, I think he does like him. Joe has mixed up his wife and sister all kinds of times. Uh-huh. He doesn't want to talk about anybody and their names uh, coming from her name. Uh, that's other, why that was so funny. It was actually funny when he said that because I'm like, oh my gosh, he's the one that mixes up names. Yeah, I know. And then the other situation that they have going on right now is the fact that um, Donald Trump's team a couple weeks ago, and, and what was one of our biggest topics in 2023 that we pledged to you we would hit hard as we started 2024? What was it? It was the border. The border. Hmm. The border. I told you it's it's the number one issue in this country. And just think how many people thought Donald Trump was a racist man because he wanted to put up a wall. I mean, hey, listen, he's human. He's got, mis- he's got issues. He's made mistakes. I got on him yesterday for calling Nikki Haley a bird brain. I didn't think it was needed. But the man has been spot on on just about every freaking policy issue he has come public with. Now polling has shown almost 55% of Americans say we need a wall. <gasps> he's so mean. Mm-hmm. He's so racist. He wants a wall. Uh, fast forward uh, about five, six, seven years, and everybody agrees with Donald Trump yet again. That's a big deal. Right. So Donald Trump has been to the border several times. His team has been there. He talks about it constantly. He talks mm-hmm. about the families who have been victimized by illegal aliens here. He has had a, a, a press junket set up for several weeks at Eagle Pass set up for Thursday. Now, all of a sudden, who's jumping into the mix because they're looking at ratings, they're looking at what's important? Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Joe, Joe's going to sniff somebody at the border on Thursday as well now. <laughs> you know he is. Women, children, men, mm-hmm. grandparents, run, hide. Yes. The He's coming, coming to sniff you. He's coming. The sniffer. <laughs> uh, he's coming, so he's going to actually show up for the first time at the border. In Brownsville, Texas, where there's only about 100 to 150 illegal crossings a day. The fact that I even say only 150 illegal crossings a day. Yeah. He's going to the least populated area. Correct. And there's a festival going on. Oh, a festival. Where the town, they've cleaned up the town. Of course. (laughs) And he's going to sniff everyone at the festival. Well, they had the kissing booths. Joe Biden would have the sniffing booth. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. If you lose bets, uh-huh. you have to get sniffed by Joe Biden. Sniffed. Yeah. Um, so now what they're doing, they're copying Donald Trump's moves. 
they're doing everything that the Donald is doing. Hey, imitation uh, is wonderful flattery. You know that, you've heard that. But now they're following all of Donald Trump's moves. Mm -hmm. The left wants to be you guys. The left wants to be conservative. They don't know what to do. They're so triggered by shoes. And by the way, I didn't even bring it up yesterday, but Saturday Night Live, of course, had to make fun of Donald Trump's shoes on Saturday. Of course they did. I mean, they need material and they are what mm -hmm. they are. And that's fine. Um, but I, I saw some of the clips and I saw conservatives saying it was really funny. I didn't think it was that funny. And I like to laugh. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't think it was that funny. So uh, I, I find it very interesting and by the way, we're going to find out what happens in Michigan because uh, of the Middle East votes that would be coming in of the people who live there. Obviously, the Egyptians, Arab, Palestinians who live in Michigan in an area where I used to live, they, uh, I'm curious what kind of message you're going to send to Joe Biden tonight in Michigan because they have their primary in Michigan. And I hope people, and we have a lot of people who do come in and out of this show from Michigan I hope people show strong for Trump for another dominating win because all we continue to see or hear is, and we know that the Haley situation is a byproduct. It's gone. I mean, she's gone. That's why Trump's not even looking at it, but I, I had to show the, the video. I just love to see the domination, and this is a chance for Michiganders to show up again mm -hmm. and show what happened in 2020 was a bunch of bullshit. Good. I hope they show up in droves. Um, so anyway, this is cancel this cancel the show.com. We're going to bring our guest in here in a second that we have D Miller and it's going to be an interesting thing. So Joe, we can bring in whenever, uh, from that standpoint, uh, we wanted to remind you, um, as well that if you have guest ideas for us, um, if you have questions, especially for today, let us know. You can jump in on the live cast. Um, we're here Monday through Friday, eight to 10 AM central, of course, all the time on our website, cancel the show.com. Um, we just love to talk about these issues and bring forward truth. Um, something else that happened that we found out, Fonnie Willis, uh, she has to testify again. Does today, she really? She's, today at That's 2 o'clock, I think it would be like 1 o'clock central, she has to go before the judge again. Well, they found out that her and the lawyer, her lover, lover boy, lover boy, um, had 12,000 contacts oh. before she hired him to be an attorney against Trump. Mm -hmm. That's a no-no. That's illegal in law. You can't do that. Yet they, she sat on the stand. She's lucky she's not going to be brought up on charges and said, well, we didn't, have a, we didn't have a relationship before, but they were talking, they were texting, they were mm -hmm. doing their late night, whatever. But and, it wasn't a relationship. They were yeah. just talking in today's terms. <laughs> 12,000 contacts mm -hmm. before... That I don't even know if I've ever contacted anybody twelve thousand times with sure with calls or text. No, and we text a lot amongst the show, and I don't think we do that. Oh many. well, I don't know. Maybe we do. Yeah, yeah, maybe we do. Jo on Saturdays, Joe hits his his twelve thousand like in a month. I think. Yeah, isn't that on Saturdays where you text? Is that your time where you give us all the information? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So Saturday I think Joe sends well, it's us usually 12, Saturday or maybe Sunday evening. That's right. <laughs> so okay, we might do twelve thousand texts amongst all of us. Well, we, we <clears throat> well we appreciate you guys jumping in, and um, what I want to do, we're bringing in our friend. She fills in for me sometimes, and that is our good friend Megan. Megan Murray comes into the studio today. You know her, Megan Murray, from our Facebook page. And Megan, if you and we're gonna, we'll turn your mic on here in just a second. Um, I'm sorry to bring you in too quick. 
the issue that we have is we're glad that you're here today. Thanks again. Okay, so um, is she good with her mic? Dear, can you hear me? Oh, perfect. You, There's you, Megan. Can hear you. Um, we love it. We have because uh, when Derek comes in and fills in for us, and oh, actually Derek came in and fills in for me. You came in. You help out with Lizzie. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. I get that backwards. But you had not. We're glad to have you back in. You had this awesome idea to bring your friend in, mm-hmm. D Miller. And if you could, we'll bring D in. And if you can explain why you thought D would be great to have on the show today. So D, we're so glad to have you. Um, so just with all of the issues going on right now, um, I mean, not just right now, but all of the transgender issues, whether it's um, trans men or women in in um, opposite sex sports. Um, just with the the trans surgeries, with the um, you know drag shows in schools, pornography books in schools, there are just so many issues. Um, I know we we touched base on the the Title IX with Joe Biden, um, what he did first day in office, but um, D is someone who can speak on this issue personally. Um, D at one point in her life. Um, was a transgender, and uh, she lived as a male. And so she's got firsthand experience on this. And right now, she's a a warrior for helping people understand, especially parents of children who are in this issue and trying to navigate and get through what's happening. And so there are so many points, I think, that myself and just listeners – Lizzie, Vic, you know, all of us, we just want to know. And, and we don't we don't have the personal experience. So we appreciate you coming in and, and helping us understand this. And welcome to CancelThisShow.com for the first time. <laughs> well, thank you, you. Yeah, you weren't nervous at all. I came and I showed you the, 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 the computer. I showed you the camera. And you're like, okay, let's do this. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, like she said, it's, um, you know, to be able to talk about transgender issues is an, and it's an incredible opportunity. Um, I did live as a man for five to six years. The The rules were different when I did it compared to now, and it's craziness how we ended up where we are. And it it saddens me tremendously. Um, what years were you living as a man? How long ago? Because you said that that was different than it right It was now. a lot different then. It was um, the mid-'80s when I began to live as a man. I was born in Iowa in a small town. Um you know, I didn't have the internet to diagnose myself, so I was kind of a slow learner that there was even such a thing as transgender. And, you know, even when I found out, the rules were so different, there was no insurance company that was going to pay for it. You had to pay for everything you did out of your own pocket. So when I figured out I was transgender, you know, as a 16, 18-year-old in there, what were you going to do about it? You know, I didn't have supportive parents that I was even going to bring it up with. And so I put it in my back pocket and held it there for several, several years. And then, um, you know, found an agency that told me what I needed to do to, to, um, to become a man or to present as a man, as I like to say now, because it's, you can't ever be the other gender. And that's the fairy tale that's sold to our kids these days, is you have these surgeons that say, I can do anything you want to do. As long as you show me the money, I can do what you want me to do. And, you know, I followed the show on TLC for the longest time, and I can still remember as they were trying to build a vagina in a man, the two doctors arguing about how to do it on live, you know. It is not only live TV, they didn't edit it out. And it's like... Probably two men too, wasn't it? 
No. No, it wasn't. Okay. Well, it was the, it was the, you know, <laughs> the, the, the lead surgeon is, was a man and is now a woman. So, yeah, it was two men. But, um, but you know, so it's like we're sold. The kids are sold. Hey, I can, if, hey, if you're not comfortable in your skin, great, let's change it. And it, it's a lie. It's a lie. I can give you all the chemicals in the world, all the hormones in the world. I can do surgery after surgery after surgery on you, but you are never going to be the other gender. You are never going to be able to operate the way that they do. You are never going to have the internal workings of the way they do, the way you were created to be. And it's, it's a craziness. And I, and I did. I lived that for almost six years. And at the end of it, I realized that I just couldn't be a man. No matter how hard I tried, no matter what I did to my outside, I was never going to be a man. Uh, we're talking with Dee Miller. Um, she, I guess you would describe yourself, you were a transgender at one point in time in your life, as you just said. You're from Iowa in the St. Louis metropolitan area now. I just wanted to give you some compliments really quick because people in our chat line, and it may be difficult for you to see everything, but... Lori says, you're so strong and brave, D. Thank you with the heart. Jeannie says exactly to everything that you just said. Trisha <laughs> says, thank you for coming in and sharing, D. This is huge. Uh, all of these things. So we wanted to make sure that you understood that. But one person wanted to know, what in the first place made you want to become a man? Well, that's a, that's a great question. Because I don't think there's just one thing. Um, I was raised with three brothers, and my mom did not want a girl. So... You could say it's as simple as that. Um, you know, my mother didn't give me the time of day, and I thought, well, if I can be a boy, you know, that's great. But I think the more that I've, I've walked with the Lord, the more I've seen the underlying issues that led to that decision. And um, so I don't think there's one thing. You know, I didn't want to be a woman. I didn't want anything to be do with being a woman. And you, you hear a lot of transgenders, and please hear this. There is no transgender story that's going to be the same as another transgender story. There is no mold for us. I'm not happy with my body, and I want to change it. I, I happen to be able to hear Chloe Cole testify. Um, her breasts were touched, and immediately she didn't want them. So when somebody offered to take them off and help her become a man, she jumped on it. And she is probably the loudest um, detransitioner voice that's out there right now. Where's she People out of? California. Okay, so she was she's a biological woman that tried yeah. to be a man, and then she came back just like you. Yeah, but she was like 14. Yeah, she was when she young trans, trans, and, they, and yeah. mutilated, and and so now you know, as a young woman, she she doesn't have the opportunity to have you know to breastfeed. Well, and breastfeed her children, which is one of her her big yes. things. Yeah. D with the story that you're telling us right now, I mean, I. I basically, I mean, I can be quiet the rest of the interview. I just had one question I wanted to ask you today. And uh, and it may be emotional for you from that standpoint, but what do you feel? What kind of emotions do you have when you see news headlines, when you read about news headlines with kids being told that this is fine, everything's good, and you see the opportunities there to really promote kids doing these transitions and parents helping kids do it? And society going, okay, if you're against this, something's wrong with you. Well, exactly. If you're against it, you're a hater. You're a hate monger. Um, it breaks my heart. It, um, we're not treating the issue. We're, we're treating a symptom. And, but not only are we treating a symptom, but we are going so far overboard with it that 
when someone decides like like me, um, hey, this isn't for me. I I, I need to go back. I, I need to become a woman. There is they're so far gone with hormones and the way they look and the surgeries they've had, they they question why they're still alive. Mm-hmm. Now we're suicidal. Where this where everything is told to the parent now is. If you don't help your kid trans- transition, they are, they are going to be suicidal, and that is a lie. There is no research that backs that up. The suicidal comes after they've done all the damage to their bodies, and they don't see a way back. And it's, so it's, it's the incredible, um, if you say the word, I think I'm trans, oh my gosh, we gotta, we got to hurry up, we gotta, we got to get hormone suppressions, we've got to do this, we've got to do that, we've got to do that. And nobody's saying, why do you think you're trans? You know, what, what, what is going on with you that makes you think this about yourself? Nobody is asking that question. There's, there's a great book out there by Miriam Grossman, um, Lost in Transnation, that discusses that. She's been a psychiatrist for years and years and years, and she's like, nobody is asking the right questions. Oh, oh you think you're trans? Great. Let's get, let's get you on hormones today why today you know mm-hmm. um when i was in the process i had to present as a man for two years before anybody would even consider giving me hormones mm-hmm. but again it was all out of my pocket so you know now an insurance company will pick that up and that's <laughs> well d you had mentioned you said that this you know nobody is wanting to treat the issue and just uh-huh. the symptoms so what is the issue so there is the five core morbidities for transgender is depressive disorder, anxiety disorders, PTSD, which is what Chloe Cole would have had, mm-hmm. attention deficit disorder, and autism. Mm. It takes a long time for autism to get diagnosed. Mm-hmm. I, I have parents in my support group right now that their kids were in college. Their kid was in college before they realized she was autistic. Mm-hmm. So they were, they're preying on people, like you said, who have comorbidities, mm-hmm. who if those were treated, probably would never even think about becoming trans. Not go through the, the huge process of what it takes, you know, to, I mean, they wouldn't do the damage of hormones. Maybe they wouldn't be comfortable in their bodies, but they may un- begin to understand why I'm not comfortable in it. Mm-hmm. And then have time to, to think about it. What's our, what's our rush? What's our, what's, our, what's our rush to get them on the surgery table? Yeah. You know, especially at 14. To, I, I think I've read uh, there's a plastic surgeon in Florida that'll take out the mammary glands at 12. Wow. I mean, so why? <laughs> why at 12 are we expecting someone to be old enough to make that decision that I don't ever want my breasts? Mm-hmm. Please like, subscribe, share the show, canceltheshow.com. You know what we do here <clears throat> Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 a.m. Central Time. You can find all of our information, our shows on our website at canceltheshow.com. And if you could and you have a chance, um, share Dee's story. I mean, so many people talking about you being brave. Uh, you're a super speaker, by the way. And <laughs> yeah. not only do you give the information, I mean, it's, it's one thing to give the information. You do it in a concise way. You do it. You're powerful. Your story's powerful. Uh, and you reach people. So obviously God's done a great gift in your life mm-hmm. for you to be able to speak how you do. Um, you're talented and we appreciate you having the courage to do this as well. With that being said, I want to remind people who you are. Obviously you used to be a transgender. You came back and now you're 
out making waves in in a positive manner. Are you speaking to groups and? Uh, I'm available can, to speak. It, it's interesting to me, Vic. People don't want me. What do you mean they don't want? You mean the right people don't want to hear you? Or I, I, I'm telling you, I was asked to be at a conference next month, and the conference organizer came back to me and said, "The pastors don't want you." And oh. that's shocking to me. That wait, whoa, 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 wait a second. The, pa- you. the, the pastors. pastors? Mm-hmm. Now, are they from? Are they from churches that now are what they call more woke? That no, they're not. So okay, so if they're not woke churches, I don't understand why. They what are they afraid to hear? Yeah, I you know, ever since I I came into a church, what I heard is the sheep can't handle your story. Well, the sheep probably cannot handle your story. That's right. You mean for kids? I mean that. Who are the sheep? I am telling you. So I've been at my current church for 14 years, but the church before that um, kindly asked me to leave. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we're talking 2008, nine mm-hmm. that they didn't want my story in their church. Mm-hmm. You mean the story of your own personal revival? Yes. Yeah. And so people are afraid of it. Um, I mean, I, I hate to use that I, word. No, I think it's, okay, can I ask you a question? Here's what I'm curious about. What was this conference set up for when you were booked? You know, um, I don't know a whole lot because the, the organizer reached out to me and said they just wanted me to do a, do a breakout session on first step for parents when your kids come out. Yeah. And this was so bad for a... And then when my bio was given to them and they saw that I was actually out of the life, they didn't want me. Well, it does sound like somebody in their church then is trying to sympathize because churches are doing that now mm-hmm. where love your child no matter what they are. Don't try to love the gay out of them. Don't try to make them not gay. But so many churches are like, well, if your kid is gay, we need to embrace that lifestyle. Embracing? Yes. There's churches that want you to embrace Well, there are churches lifestyle. that want to embrace it. But the, the whole thing is, is um, I, and I love this. When the kid comes out of the closet, the parents go in. Yes, mm-hmm. that I is agree. true. You know, and so there's, there's this great shame that parents feel. What did I do wrong? Well, let me assure you, you didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, there is absolutely nothing you could have done different that would make your child not feel trans. You know, the question, I, you know, people always say, what's, what's the problem? And I'm like, well, why don't we talk about what the solution is? You know, and and we get so focused on what the problem is, we don't talk about, you, you don't have to act on this. We I need mean, to have I, more talks. Mm-hmm. We do. You're right. I mean, that's, we always say, we, we need to talk about things that people have always said they're taboo to talk about. Right. Well, in, you Will know. you please tell me what church did this to you? No. Okay. <laughs> I, I just, here's the thing, is my whole a, life. Is it a St. Louis-based church? Also, it was three churches out in the St. Charles area that were having a conference. Okay. Interesting. Three of the same I just like to type bring, of a church? I like to be direct, yeah. D. I'm very direct. I, and know, that's why I. it's like people, we need to talk about issues. I'm very black and white. <laughs> well, and I'm very direct. You know, I dealt with the conference organizer, and I don't even know if he's an attender of any of the churches. And, and I get and I get really, really, really pissed off when I hear things like this. Yes, yeah. and and I won't say it on air because fake, but I'm sure fake people are one of the worst is. things in the world. Fake, mm-hmm. fake, 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 fake is <laughs> yes. the worst of anything. Well, and I think you know fear, you know fear will cause people to do things they wouldn't normally do. 
you know, and I, I will never know the full story, and that's why I can't, I can't read into it. I just know the organizer called me back and said, you aren't what they want. You well, know, people, and I laugh. People want the truth with a little sugar on top of it, and that's not what you're bringing to the table. You come and you give your your experience and mm -hmm. the truth, and that's it is it is hard for people to hear. It's a hard topic. It's you're very vulnerable when talking about it, and you know I think that the people in the church they kind of want to know, but then they kind of don't. And then when you give you know, your experience, and then you say you're on the other side of it, they just don't really know how to take it. Well, you're exactly right. What, what do you mean? God changes people? Exactly. <laughs> well, Who do you want to talk to if you had the, if, if you could go today and talk to certain people, is there a group, is there a setting where you feel like you could really do what you feel God has done in your life to help people? Because we all have issues and don't act like we don't. Everybody has different issues. So, you know, what I haven't said is I, I am building a ministry to help people detransition. But my heart would be to catch them when the gender dysphoria, the, the identity issues hit, to sit down and really talk to them about it. Because A, I'm a safe space. B, I've been there. And so I understand what you're trying to say that you might not be able to put into words. Um, I do run a parent support group. I've been doing that for three years. So I've, I've heard um, their pain over what their child is going through. Um, no, I see, a, and I'm not, I'm not looking at it just from a dollars and cents standpoint, but there should be a business that if parents hear this or find out, then, oh, you know what? Let's have those talks. There's got to be, I, I don't even know what's out there for counseling. I don't know what kind of... Um, psychologists are out there that specialize in this, but there can't be anybody that is a better psychologist than somebody who has lived the life. Well, it, well, indeed. Do you do you think that when a child does come to school, tells friends or teachers that they're feeling like I think I may want to identify as something else, and now we have several lawsuits against different schools because they're hiding from the parents how the children are being, how they're presenting at school. What, what do you think is the appropriate way for educators and people that are supposed to be responsible adults, what are they supposed to do? Are they supposed to enforce that they are who they are and tell them that they are a beautiful boy or a beautiful girl and that they should be proud or should they start to try affirm this crazy delusion that could be temporary well i think by the time the parents are brought in and maybe even an educator um the kid's been thinking about it and and so what we talk about is um they've probably been planning it for two years before they tell the parent so you're the kids here and you're brought in here but you're expected to be here when the kid brings you in mm -hmm. And so, you know, the, the kid is being extremely vulnerable. And um, for me, I mean, I was in my 20s when I told my parents and didn't get any affirmation. I didn't get anything. And I was like, okay, see you later. I'm, I'm moving to St. Louis. We'll, we'll talk never. Um, you know, and so I didn't ever give them a chance to, to catch on or ask questions or not that they would have. But, you know, so now when a kid comes out, and 
we have empowered our teachers beyond the responsibility they should have, in my opinion. And they're hiding this from the parent, so they're they're enabling the kid to get further away from the parents when the parents find out, and that that's going to be a greater shock. Mm-hmm. They're they're further down the road, and their mindset is going to be, nope, this is what I need to do. This is what's going to make me happy. And if you're not on board with me, then they're they they take on that mindset I had where I was old enough to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't want anything to do with you. Um, I just watched you guys' video from the other day where those people in Indiana, DCFS, came in and took their kids, or their kid. And, um, you know, there is, there's resources coming out now for parents and how to protect yourself from that, what you actually need to do so they can't take your kid. But you have to be prepared and ready to move fast. Mm-hmm. You've written a book. Um, and we've got a, we're showing a picture of it. So people, what is, what is your book about and who is it intended for? My book is, um, my story. Um, everything I had to do to allow myself to become female. Um, it is written for the transgender themselves. Um, I tell most people when they pick it up to read it, this book might not mean a thing to you, but it is about my struggle. Um, the, it, the way the book is written is um, each chapter is something I had to overcome or give up or um, just, you know, lay my life down so I could become what God created me to be. And the name of the book is? Loose the Captive. Because I felt like a man trapped in a woman's body. And when I got free of that, so the front of the book is um, I'm leaving the graveyard and walking into God's beautiful creation that's that's awesome mm-hmm. um beautiful. and so i had a pastor that used to say a dead man doesn't know he's dead mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. until i accepted um christ to be my lord and savior i was dead and i was trying to find my own way in life create my own happiness and it didn't happen and i and i feel you know i saw one of the comments in here what caused me to go back um, you know, I've been fortunate enough that I've never held the church responsible um, for God. So many people will say, well, the church didn't accept me. Well, the church has never accepted me until 14 years ago. Great um, point. Outstanding point. And so, but God always accepted me. He always knew who he created me to be and what he wanted me to be. And I've stayed plugged into that. And... When I, when I, Jesus was a fairy tale to me. And somebody was pursuing me that I'd never met in person. And you'll read that in the book if you, you have to get the book from me, um, unless you buy it from a used bookstore, which I'm fine with. But how can people get the book from you and how can they contact you? Can we set it up through you? <clears throat> yeah. And how can people do that through you, Megan? Well, you can go to, if you're watching Facebook Live, just go to Megan Marie and DM me. Or you can go to megan.mark at yahoo.com if you have any questions and I can um, get get you the book through there. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little protective of my personal life right now with trying to build a ministry for detransitioners. Mm-hmm. So I hope people will understand, I, you know... Um, but once you get in touch with me again, I, I will reach out. I will get you the book. You speak as if you're like you walk somewhere or you're worried about 
uh, about people's thoughts about you. Do you still feel that way when you go places? I mean, that's you're so brave and you're so strong, but you also speak with a caution. I have to speak with a caution. And why is that? What is that like every day? Where? Well, I mean, cancel culture would love to kill my story, would love to, to harm me personally. Mm-hmm. And I'm not ever going to, to not believe that and go into a false sense of security. I recently bought a house, and, and the, my agent said, wow, you can't be living in a safer place in St. Louis. What's the first thing I did? Put in an alarm system. Mm-hmm. Why? Because when cancel culture figures out where I'm living and helping people leave the oh life, gosh, what are they going to do to me personally? Mm-hmm. Probably not me personally, but my property. Are there people, have you had threats? I have not had threats. Okay. Thank you for being honest about it. And I'm glad that you've not had threats, but I think most of our listeners do understand cancel culture will hurt you, mm-hmm. will hurt your career, will hurt you physically, your property, or whatever, because what I've learned about people that are so angry in cancel culture is they find an enemy, yeah. whoever their enemy is. And if their enemy has to be someone that is detransitioning, mm-hmm. they don't see reason anymore. They just go after the enemy with a vengeance. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, it doesn't fit their narrative if somebody detransitions. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't make a mistake about wanting to be the opposite sex. Right. Well, well, and if you do, your the suicide rate is just astronomical yeah. is what they, you know, try to get you to believe. Yeah. So if you are going to, you know, if you don't transition, you're you have a higher rate of, you know, taking your own life. And, and if you don't, I mean, it's just it's back yeah. and forth. So they just don't ever want the, the truth but yeah. you're but but you're such a loving soul which sucks when it comes to what people try to do when they try to make you out to be something that you're not because of who you are and what you have done in your life you know where i think you'd be fantastic with too and this is just my humble opinion after seeing what's happened just in the last year at one point in time it was seven of eight or seven of nine of public shootings school shootings were carried out by who transgenders Mm-hmm. And you're aware of this, right? Yes. And it's because there's a cry for help, isn't there? And the media refuses to focus or tell people that these are transgenders who were going and letting out emotion. Well, I think it's bu- pain. Bu- bullying in general, Vic, and being transgender sets you it <clears throat> into a different light. You know, we're going we're gonna to pick on somebody that's weaker than us because we have to feel better about ourselves. So let's find the weak person and let's pick on them no matter what The person what who may is. be questioning themselves. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, once you come out and you, you, you know, I say the hardest thing about being in the LGBT community is you wear it. You know, you could be a serial killer and nobody would know it. Are you guys serial killers? I mean, you don't look like it, but it doesn't mean you're not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you're in the LGBT community, you you look like it. There's a way you dress. There's a way you look. Females become butch. Men become feminized. You know, and people are like, they prey on that. And as, as kids, you know, we, we run in packs and we pick on the weak. And so, yeah, we push them to the point that... Unfortunately, school shootings have become um, way too common. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's there's so many underlying issues there besides the kid is trans. What advice would you give to parents? 
who might be dealing with a child who is thinking this way? That they're trans? Yeah. Yeah, what should parents do? I, you know, I think the whole thing is, is you have to listen really, really well. And you have to lay aside any blame you might be putting on yourself. Because I have sat with parents who have wept over how did my child get here and what did I do wrong? And it is, um, I don't know if I can quote scripture, but God knew every day of my life before one came to be. God knew your child was going to go through this. God knew it had nothing to do with you, so you have to get beyond that. And so to listen to the kid and say, what is your thinking? Why do you think that? And they may not even really be able to put it into words. You can't fill in the blanks. Mm -hmm. You can't, because you're going to come at a place out of your hurt because your kid's not who you dreamed they were going to be. I mean, I've never had the privilege of being a parent, but when, you know, you listen to a parent and they talk about the dreams they have for their child, it's not that they're going to be transgender. Mm -hmm. And so now all of a sudden, all these dreams you had about walking your daughter down the aisle are gone. You, can't re you cannot allow that hurt to enter into any discussion you have with your child. And that's hard as a parent to do. Yeah. But I agree, you need to just step back and look at your child's hurt. Yes. And you're supposed to be the adult. And sometimes we adults forget about that. And going back to, say, your mom, who she clearly wanted another boy instead of a girl. So now, how could she have done that differently? Would you have wanted to, to change your sex if she had liked you for who you were, a female? Well, I think the great thing about being where I'm at now is um, I saw my mom, I can see my mom's shortcomings. They had nothing to do with me. There you go. And there you go. But as a child, you know, we, we live in a world where the our world, it revolves around me. Mm -hmm. And so if somebody doesn't like me for me, then what do I got to do to change it to make you like me? You yeah. know? Right. And so I just knew my mom didn't want a girl. But... Again, as I got older, it was like, oh, man, I totally understand. My mom hated herself, and I look just like her. You're so, comfortable you go. with who you are now, obviously. Um, has God brought you through completely the depression that you've had during your life? Oh, this is a fun question. <laughs> um, well, it's, but it's part of who you are, and I'm sure what drives you every day. It is, um, you know, if I... I can't, if you want to open up my childhood, I couldn't sugarcoat it right now. And I, in... I mean, who you are today. It, it, well, here's the whole thing, Vic, is I was 45 years old before I remembered how traumatic my childhood was. So repressed memories, which I don't really talk about in the book, other than it stunk, mm -hmm. to um, try to decide what was real and what wasn't. And so I worked through all that, and then... Um, as I've been trying to, God had me retire um, and to build this ministry. And, um, and now he's decided to show me more things mm -hmm. and to bring a level of healing. And so has he brought me through the depression that, you know, I think you go through seasons. Um, you know, I look at what was stolen from me. And that's what I look at, and I want to prevent 
these kids from having that regret that I did. You know, what was stolen from me that I never had and wasn't allowed to have, wasn't, circumstances weren't meant to be. Um, you know, my motto used to be life sucks and then you die. You know, and, um, you, you know, it's, it's understanding that no matter what I'm walking through today, I'm doing it for the benefit of somebody else. And it doesn't, I can't look at how much, would I love to be in bed right now with the covers over my head and pretend I don't exist? Absolutely. Which is why I see such a warrior Mm -hmm. Uh, in the studio Mm -hmm. and and seeing what you're doing and knowing what you're doing and just listening to you and and describe what you are, which is why we're grateful for you do what you do. And that's why you have a a lot of fans or new fans. Yeah. Uh, A lot uh, of new fans right here for, and and I pray nothing. Oh, nothing. But you being able to get your quote ministry up um, slash business, whatever you want to call it when it comes to helping people. Um, We're, We're close to launching. Is there, what kind of, I mean, I've heard this before when it came to the gay uh, community, came to the trans community. What are the real stats probably about the amount, the, maybe a percentage of people in this country, if you know, that are actually gay or trans? Because um, we wanted to talk to somebody like you and we thought Megan had this great idea, but it seems like these topics dominate news headlines. But what is the population of people that are in this in the country? Well, I know when I was trans, it was less than 4%. Okay. I wouldn't um, even think it would have been that high in the mid-80s. Yeah. Yeah. We were 4%. Um, what's interesting is when I was trans, LGBT did not exist. So LG started and B, and then they realized they had to have the T's for the numbers. And so they added us, re- you know, okay. they didn't want us. And I, I don't really want to get into it, but they're trying to get rid of the T's now. No, you, you, just, you just gave me a paragraph with your eyes. Trust me. I get <laughs> um, you know, uh, and so, you know, they say it's increased tenfold, um, which would put it at 40%. That's not accurate. Mm-hmm. You know, they want you to think that. Um, you know, I would guess it's probably 12 to 15%. 12 to 15% of, trans- of the LGBTQIA questioning community? Oh, I do have no idea. For that, what about twelve percent of the population is is trans, and that's grown a lot because I see people on our chat line that blows me away. Maybe it's two percent, but I can see what you're saying is truthful because we're thinking back eighties and Mm nineties. This trend has grown exponentially just in my neighborhood, where ten years ago I didn't see one trans child, and now I see a lot. And everyone has a different point of view of why it got that way. My neighbors are all saying it's the public school system is pushing it. What do you say about that? Well, you know, there, let's face it, LGBT was very organized. Um, you know, they had an agenda, and you can laugh about the agenda all you want. But I can remember on the short show that Ellen had her own sitcom where she came out. Mm-hmm. That was the first character on TV. That was 40 years ago, 35. Yeah, about 35. Yeah, you can't watch a television show anymore without an LGBT community character on the show. Sure. So they have normalized it. And so now we have added the internet. And so you take these kids that I don't know where I belong. 
I, I have no idea what's going on with me. I don't understand. And I'm going to get on the Internet and kill time. I do that. I get on the Internet and kill time. But I'm not in transgender chat rooms mm-hmm. getting affirmed that I'm the wrong sex. This is possibly what your kids could be doing. Mm-hmm. If they're loners, why, <laughs> you know, um, I've got a parent right now that has completely taken away their teenager's phone, shut off the Internet just to get them away from that community. So they're not How the old boys. is the child? Um, 18 now. Oh, wow. Oh, that's not even a child. Um, so well, she was going to run away from home and um, <sighs> go live in a shelter. And I'm like, okay, so I'm going to go present it as a man in a, in a, and live in a shelter? Did, did you even realize you're going to get raped your first night there? They don't think. Mm-hmm. They, can't mm-hmm. see, they can't see beyond what I want today. Well, and, and you've made some really great points, and a couple of them being that when you were living the trans life, the percentage was much lower. Mm-hmm. Now it's much higher. So as you just said, there was an agenda. The agenda's working. Mm-hmm. So we are now currently living in a culture where it is, we call it a trend, if you will. Sure. So going back a couple minutes ago when you said for the parents, be listening, listen, listen, listen except here here's my question for you as as a parent it is important to listen and i think that if you're truly truly listening you're you're going to hear that it's maybe not that they are truly trans that there are other issues that they are indulging in the social media that you're talking about now that they're listening to these different groups and they're wanting to be accepted yes. so they're looking towards this mm-hmm. so and the LGBT community is going to accept you. Exactly. They're going to build a family around you. They're very good at that. So so here's where the a Same lot way of, in the gay community as well. Right. From some of my gay friends in Michigan mm-hmm. that explained how it was when they first came out. Mm-hmm. So as a, as a responsible- It's like leaving a gang. You can't. Right. Exactly. I'm, so you, wow. you have to be able to lead these children in the right way. I think a lot of people are choosing to pull the covers over their eyes, the parents, and just saying, fine- Let's go let your, you know, your trans and just jumping on the trans wagon, if you will. Well, and I think a lot of the parents are told if you don't do this, your child's going to kill themselves. Right. And so. Which is a lie. Yeah. I say again, that's a lie. Yeah. And so don't you think it's important for, like you said, for the parents to truly, truly listen. And maybe what they're hearing is not really what the problem is. And there's a deeper, bigger problem. And I think that if you truly love your child you're going to do whatever you can to get down to the bottom of it before you just allow your child to indulge in this culture. My greatest accomplishment was I met a gal right before she turned 18 who was homeschooled, protected in every way, but she was trans in her mind. And she told her parents, if you don't do something, you know, you're going to lose me very close-knit family, but she knew she, she was going to get on the trans train. Mm-hmm. Somehow or another, they found me, <clears throat> and I started to mentor her, and she never transitioned. She's comfortable as a woman, leads a wonderful life now. We need more people like you that are able to, to say that and to speak up against the culture that, that this you know, alphabet group is trying to promote. Well, and for some these kids. some reason or another, um, <laughs> again, the church, 
has decided if you say I'm trans, all of a sudden you're, you've sinned. Well, I'm sorry if I struggle with something. How does that mean I sin? Well, and everybody does sin. <clears throat> right. That sin isn't any different than somebody that just not, told a big fat lie. It, not all church. Not well, all church. Well, not all churches, but a lot of the kids I've met on the LGBT journey, as soon as they they come out and say I'm struggling with being a lesbian or gay, the church won't let them serve. They won't. They did. They they ostracize them, and it's like, well, well, wait a minute. We, we have a chance to take this kid. It's one of the worst things churches can do. Yeah. That mm-hmm. It's one of the worst things. And so it's, you know, it's, um, I, I don't, it, it, that angers me. It angers me that you've got a teenager in your fold coming to church and all of a sudden you tell them how horrible they are with your actions. I mean, actions speak louder than words. I'm, I'm sorry. You can say all you want. You know, we're happy you're here. Oh, really? That's why you make me sit on the back row and not do anything? Mm-hmm. You're happy I'm here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? Well, that's another reason why people shouldn't judge others. <clears throat> you have to judge others for why, what's right and wrong. But really judging people when it comes to life experiences, who they are. Um, well, I'm not going to get to know that person because of this or that. It, it, it's an issue. It's a problem. The other part that I was wanting to ask you about, were you... A, Far enough along in your journey when you were becoming a man, did you take hormone replacement therapy? Was technology there as much as we see right now? Uh, technology was, was there, Vic. I came in at an interesting time. Megan and I talked about this a little bit before we came out here. Was Johns Hopkins um, did a study on the surgeries they were performing and everything they were doing to help somebody become trans. There, they showed there was no benefit. And so they shut their program down. Being in the conservative Midwest, everything got shut down here. And so I did everything I was supposed to do, but I was never allowed to have any treatment. Um, and, and so Johns Hopkins, all these years later, have not wavered. Mm-hmm. Here they are. They're supposed to be one of the leading you know, universities, hospitals in the world, in the United States especially. And have never wavered on that, ever. And they're constantly under attack because yes. they are saying that the transgender that issue, it's, it's a mental issue. It is a mental issue. So Yeah, but that's not what Wash U says right here in your own backyard. Mm-mm. Wash U is now one of the leading hospitals in the world, as you know, for transgender surgeries. Pushing the envelope, even going against the Missouri Attorney General, uh, Andrew Bailey has, has gone after them, threatened them in court, and, and they're still not doing what they've been told they have to do and are pushing this. I mean, you even had local news. I mean, Fox 2 did a story that promoted and only talked about the parents, and we want our kid, this is what's best for our child, focusing on this parent and their guilt, as you say, going into the closet mm-hmm. when the kid comes out mm-hmm. and not even talking about a, a another side of it yeah. to promote Wash U. So you see what Wash U is doing. Well, and I've, I've, had, I've had the privilege of hearing Jamie Reed I don't know who Jamie Reed is. The whistleblower. Oh, that. Oh, oh Jamie. That's yes, that's right. That's right. So, yeah. And by the way, what a brave woman she mm-hmm. is. Uh, that is my hero. Oh, I'm glad. To, oh, you <laughs> give me chills. That's wonderful. So, you have you met? I, I I have tried to meet Jamie. She is um, she is not open to it at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I've met her attorney, Vernadette Broyles, who is an incredible activist for the trans, you know, trans and church and. Um, 
and, and, and I wish I could think of her organization right now. But That's right. What is her name again? Her attorney's name? Vernadette Broyles. Okay. And Vernadette focuses exactly on what? Transgender law. Okay. And, and how to, you know, how the parents can protect themselves, how churches should handle it. Wow. Um, what a complex issue that would be. And school boards. And they've got wow. on their website, um, their foundation, they've got all these free handouts or you can get it in paper for a small fee. Um, Vernadette meeting, you know, I, you know, I wanted to meet Jamie. And so I reached out to Vernadette and meeting Vernadette was incredible. Well, we're going to give you a voice and you'll, you'll have a voice here as much as you want. If people have tried to keep you quiet in the past, that's for sure. And we do reach a lot of people. Hopefully mm-hmm. we can even reach more people with the message that you're sending. That's for sure. I mean, from everything that you've gone, is it, is it kind of, does it make you feel good to get out every time that you have a chance to do that? Do you feel as if you strengthen yourself every single oh, time? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. When I was presented this opportunity, um, you know, without a clear talking point, mm-hmm. I was a little nervous, but I trust Megan. And I knew she would not put me in a place of, um, I, I don't even know, being you. attacked. I got you. <laughs> I know. Um, and that we would pull out the highlights of the story and we, we could, <clears throat> you know, actually, I think the reason you, you said is you have to have an opinion on, on, uh, trans females in sport. And I think I absolutely do, but, and we haven't even talked on that, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, I've been trying to build the ministry for almost two years. So I've done everything I legally have to do. And now it's just a matter of, of, um, of getting the social media presence. And so I, I appreciate that with that. When I do, you guys will help promote me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's a threefold ministry, obviously to the detransitioner themselves, um, to the parents. And then I want to be a bridge to the church. And as you can see, getting into churches is very, very difficult for me. Um, I don't know if they are afraid how their congregation is going to receive me and how I would handle that. I'm, I've been hated my entire life. I, I think I can handle a little more hate. Because you find for every one person that is outspoken about hating you, there's 10 that love you and love what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I can see that in the comments, how many hearts and and people are happy I'm here. Um, this is your time. I'm telling you, it's your time. Because there aren't enough people like you, if there are even anybody that comes and explains stories like this. I'm sure somebody somewhere might have a podcast or something, but it's your time. And obviously, um, through all of the crap you've gone through in your life and feel like you've dealt with um, and, and bringing God into the mix, I'm glad to see you smile. Um, mm-hmm. This is, there. There's a, there's a spot for you. Well, I know that, and I, I think I've been waiting on God's timing. Yes. Um, <clears throat> because if I go out too soon, I'm not, I won't be prepared. That's right. But, um, you know, I think two years ago, somebody put out there, what's your word for this year? Don't you just love these stupid things we do on Facebook? And I wrote dangerous. And somebody said, you know, everybody's writing joyful, you know, abundance and all this stuff. And I write dangerous. And they're like, what do you mean by dangerous? And I'm like, David went and took five stones and took on Goliath. He was dangerous. Because he understood what God had called him to be and the man he was supposed to be. Did David make mistakes? Chapter after chapter, we read about David's mistakes. 
So I'm just trying to make sure when God says, um, I've saved you and redeemed you for this moment, that I know what that moment is to step out. And, and obviously, I wouldn't have accepted this if I didn't feel like I was getting close. I didn't give you my website. I didn't give you any of that because I'm not ready. Somebody on there is like, you need to start your own podcast. Yes, that will be on my <clears> website. <throat> Megan and I have you talked. You absolutely should. You absolutely should. Because the audience that's here is very discerning and they're very smart. And yet they love you so much <laughs> because you're being honest and real and helpful and doing it through the word of God. I mean, how much better can that be than And if this? we can give you a start, fantastic. 100%. Yeah. I, I look... I'm. I'm, I'm going to um, a leadership summit um, the first weekend in May, and I'm going public then. Uh, well, we'll help you any way that we possibly can. Thank you. Once again, um, you don't want to let people know how they can get in contact with you. If you want to try to get in contact with D, you're going through uh, Megan. <laughs> yes. And you can go Megan Marie on Facebook. Megan Marie on Facebook. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. D, That'd be a good way. We appreciate you joining. Anything else you want to say before we let you go? Anything that you love, Brandon? Did you want to say how much you love Joe Biden? Is oh, you were say? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I, 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 you know, now that you brought it up, I have to say it. We'll clearly have an issue with politics that we have right now and yeah. the leader of this country. So, or uh, alleged leader. Because I'm from Iowa, I'm following Caitlin Clark. Yeah. And, and she's the, one of my favorite athletes of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, and, she's a and, college basketball player for our listeners who don't know at the University of Iowa, um, who not only is the most, she scored more points than any female in history, she's whoa. probably going to break. Wait, oh. Oh, no. Oh, see, see, Vic. Oh. This is where I'm going to get you. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so title. I'm just trying to promote her. No, yeah, no, no, you're, listen, no, but you've, interesting. You, I but just you've learned explained that. who she is, and that's a great thing. Okay. The all-time leader for women's sports is Lynette Woodard. And Lynette played from 1978 to 1981 when the NCAA did not recognize women's sports. Correct. Even with Title IX in place. Mm-hmm. I was going by NCAA. <laughs> okay. Well, but why haven't they recognized her? Why have they That's not merged the records? You know, this is, you know, fortunately, I believe Caitlin's going to break her record. But Lynette also played when there wasn't a three-point line. So anyway, <laughs> um, in May 13, 2016, Title IX was changed to inclusion of trans. February 2017, they reversed their decision. Not even a year later. Mm-hmm. Did they reverse it? Wow. Biden. Why, why was that? Because <clears throat> they're not really protecting women. And they wanted to... They rescind their guidance on trans students' issues the, from the year before to further consider the legal aspects involved. Mm-hmm. Biden's first day in office, he overturned it all. Yeah, one of the executive orders. Wow. And where do you think that came from? I'm going to tell you where it came from. Needing votes. Well, I think it came from Barack Obama, and I'm not too. kidding. I do too. Because that we he's yep, been, that was his legacy. It's yeah. his his legacy is the transgender legacy. Mm-hmm. The yes. first man that turned the White House rainbow, and yeah. mm-hmm. there is absolutely no doubt it all adds up. We appreciate you sharing it. Hey, yeah. you're a great soul, and you're fun, and you have a great smile. Thank you. And from the Love moment her. you walked in, you had energy and uh, lots of confidence and. Uh, we're grateful for all of your time, Dee. Let us know what we can do to help you, okay? Thank you very much. It was just 
absolute pleasure being here. You're a gift. Thank you, you are a gift. You're a true. All right. We appreciate it, Dee. We'll catch back up with okay. you. Okay. Sounds great. Yeah. What a great guest uh, Dee has been. That's for sure from the whole standpoint. And Joe, what I was, and we can keep, you want to keep uh, uh, Megan in her spot or have her go over to Dee's spot? Does she look good right there? Why don't we, we'll just keep her there. Is that easier for you? That's fine. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. She looks good over there. Okay. We'll just she keep you there. She looks then. good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that goes great. Uh, this is cancel this. The other thing, before we get into this, is canceltheshow.com or her Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 a.m. Central. And all the time on our website, canceltheshow.com. Megan, when you offered her as a guest and thought that yeah. she would be a great idea, did that turn out to be everything that you thought it would be? Because the information that we got, I've not, I, I can honestly say, in all my years in media and all the subjects and all the people I've talked to, um, national, state, local, I've never heard anybody that was trans talk about coming back from being trans and has as much education as she does. Wow. Well, and that's what's so interesting about Dee's story is that she, she's she been there and now she's on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. So she's lived it and she knows exactly what people are thinking, whether it's parents or the trans themselves. But she also knows what the agendas are and how people are trying to push young people into this culture. I pray protection over her because she will be attacked by so yes. many for trying to do will. what she's doing. And that's just what we've seen in society right now when it comes to all the issues. And I say it's her time now because these are issues that are now starting to come more mainstream. Exactly. And we see it every day. Right. Every well, single day. And there are so <clears throat> many different talking points surrounding the transgender mm-hmm. issue. And I think that most of us just don't know the answers to, to it. Correct. We don't. We just know the big talking points like, okay, we think the schools are doing it. Or, you know, as Dee said, okay, it's on social media, but it's much deeper than that. By the way, the name of her book is Lose the Captive, but you can't go get it anywhere unless she said at a used bookstore, or you can try to go through Megan Marie on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Once again, Megan Marie, that's M-E-G-H-A-N, Megan Marie on Facebook to try to get a copy of the book because she's not ready to go totally public with everything yet. But once again, and it's uh, a wonderful, beautiful book. Lose the Captive by Dee Miller. And she says this is specifically for people who are going through transgender issues right now. And that includes parents or family members or loved ones of somebody who is considering doing that right now as well. So you understand a little bit more about what's going on because we talk about transgender issues. We talk about all these things in life, but we don't break down the issues. Uh, At least I hadn't before. Like on this show, we break down every political issue we possibly can. Uh, Politics, local, national, state level, news headlines, all of that. But we've never broke down the news headline of somebody who was trans, Mm -hmm. who came out of being trans, how they went into being trans in the first place. And how to get out of it. Well, and they've made the transgender issues political. It has turned into a huge political point for people. And that just helps, like we were talking about, the narrative for that side to keep pushing forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, D can hear us, but D is not on a mic, I believe. Um, I'm curious. D did not receive any treatment at WashU. Correct. Yeah, it was at John was Hopkins, correct? But John Hopkins no. didn't give you medicine. No, she right? just knew about John Hopkins. She well, John, okay. if it wasn't for Johns Hopkins, that that pretty much saved D because they had a stance that required you had to, to live as your preferred sex for two years. You had to do all of these things. So you didn't just show up and say, I want to be a boy or I want to be a girl. And they've got you on the chopping block. To, to give you surgery. They required many things. And Johns Hopkins was one of the people that stood by 
not just jumping on the bandwagon. And they still stand for that today. That's wonderful. That really uh, is wonderful. That's Megan Marie. Uh, Lizzie Sparks here. I'm Vic Faust Projo, making sure that we look and sound as good as we possibly can on the line. That was a big topic. We'll have more of that coming up. And we spent a lot of time on it because we had so many damn live listeners mm-hmm. throughout our platforms, not just the Facebook platform, but through our X platform and Rumble as well. And of course, CloudHub. Um, it's ironic because when it comes to a live audience, you never know because most of the people who intake us do so after we're live. Correct. But that was, I think, by my calculations, it might be the second largest live audience we've had since Kyle Rittenhouse. It is. It's our wow. second <clears throat> livest. Yeah, I was letting her know. Yeah. Yes. And that was pre-Joe when we had Kyle Rittenhouse on the show. Correct. <laughs> uh, Correct. So, so that says a lot. Well, and because <clears throat> people on the chat line are saying they've never heard that, that point of view. And people are quick on both sides to, you know, make somebody a villain. Mm-hmm. You know, like what Dee was saying is that once you're in the alphabet soup, you know, lifestyle, you can't get out. It's, it's you know, it's right. like a gang. But then you have other people that don't understand it all, have not been affected by it yet, and I'm saying yet, and they just want to vilify the person that's, that is a transgender. So hearing it from this point of view, so many people have never heard this, have never heard from a real raw story that is now a victory. Right, and, and you have to remember too that there are going to be hundreds of thousands of people in the exact same shoes as D, mm-hmm. people that want to transition, mm-hmm. whatever if whether it's because they have chosen their faith to lead them through or whatever the reason being, but they're not going to have the same outcome, so to speak, because they've gone through the surgeries, they've gone through the therapies. And if you can imagine how hard that's going to be for those people mm-hmm. on the other side that have physically gone through major, major changes. Yeah, yes. now we're going to try to transition from the serious topic into another topic. Yay. Oh, how do we do that? Um, deep breath. Dee likes to make fun of Joe Biden, right? I can already tell. Everybody makes do that? fun Should of Joe it? Biden. Well, can we make this the, an icebreaker? Let's do it. With his ice cream, Joe. Um, the, we talk about him eating ice cream. He gave us another ice cream uh, moment yesterday. And then we'll get into the Tucker Carlson deal. Okay, quote, leader of the free world, once again, being asked a serious question about the border. At the beginning of the show, we told you about Donald Trump has had a, a trip planned to Eagles Pass, Texas for several weeks. And all of a sudden, Joe Biden, who never wanted to do anything at the border, now blaming MAGA Republicans, it's all their fault, is going on Thursday as well. Um, do you ever have anybody like imitate you? Like you look so good or you do something, they start wearing your same clothes or they get their same haircut or they start talking like you. Yeah, this is Joe Biden <laughs> has become that. Minus the ice cream. He asked, was asked a serious question about the border, and he's pounding ice cream. Mm-hmm. I've been planning to go Thursday. What I didn't know is uh, my good friend apparently is going. And will you meet with migrants while you're there, Mr. President? Well, I'm not going to announce ahead of time. Secret Service doesn't like me announcing exactly what I'm doing. Thank you guys so much. Is it me or is it bad of them to put him, them being his people, in an ice cream situation again? Mm-hmm. With a damn, I, dude, has, have they gotten research from consultants that that makes him quote more relatable if he's eating ice cream? Yes, if you go to an assisted living or an old folks' home, 
I'm not kidding. That I mean, I, I mean, I go and visit my mom there, and they're always giving the old oh people ice God. cream. It like makes them alert. And Are my mom s- jokes about it, but that is true. I really believe that. And then, of course, you know, his Secret Service is like, oh, we like chocolate chocolate <clears throat> chip ice cream too. And then they're eating their ice cream. But really, it's an old people thing. Yeah. Well, and he's just a poor. Puerto Rican black boy that just likes his ice cream. Right, right. That's and, it. And that's what he likes to do. He's just an average, average, just an average guy. Absolutely. An average kid. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, eating his ice cream. Could you see his secret service was just staring at him going, oh, oh my gosh. Waiting for that ice cream oh my just gosh. to topple over. Yes. Uh-huh. And there's, As it's melting There's down Vic over here. I did the Joe Biden sniff. He was sniffing my hair, it too. Was like- uh-huh. Vic was sniffing my hair. See, he's a hair sniffer. I mm-hmm. like, does anyone know? <laughs> I would love to know how many times Joe Biden has been out and about or talked publicly without and, an ice cream. Well, that, but just in general, like I feel like every time I turn the TV on, I we didn't see We've him for lost. years. And now he's out all the time. <clears throat> did you hear him talk, talking about Abe Lincoln the other day? When? The I sil- did not hear him talking about Abe Lincoln. In the Civil War? Did you? Oh, my god! I, I tried to listen to it, but it was so <laughs> convoluted that I didn't know what he was saying. Did well, you? That, no. All I heard was something about Abe Lincoln, and then he loses himself, says ice cream, and you ain't got any ice cream. And then looked up <laughs> and was like, Civil War. You know, it's the Civil War. Yeah. And, yeah. And that was it. And I then, was like, what, well, what are we Megan, talking about? You know that he walked out like Vic mm. just did and somebody was giving him an ice cream treat in the hallway. Yes. I really think they do that. Well, I, probably to keep him awake. The yeah, sugar. That's right. You know, that's keep right. Him, maybe, keep him maybe. going. It might be that way. I think it is. Boy, another big story that's, oh, are you showing us something? Oh, there, the ice cream. <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> just that oh. look on his face. Chocolate, yeah, right. chocolate He's like, chip. Mm, I'm so, so satisfied. But ice cream satisfying. Um, my God. Uh, more serious story, too. Uh, Tucker Carlson. There was an assassination plot, allegedly, yeah. on him. Uh, let me break this down for you. We'll show you the video. I, I don't know. I mean, it, Joe, if we can play it without hearing the guy talk in Russian or Ukrainian, it's kind of annoying to me, but there are words. I believe the words pop up as he's talking. If they're not, that's fine. But this guy, allegedly, and we're showing you right now, um, says that he was going to give he was given four thousand dollars from Ukraine mm-hmm. to assassinate Tucker Carlson, who was just in Russia. He was arrested in Moscow, accused of being paid by Ukrainian intelligence to plant an explosive device on Tucker Carlson's vehicle and assassinate Tucker Carlson. Of course, who we know as the most popular American journalist, maybe. In the history of TV, when you look at the numbers that he has produced and promoted from his Tucker Carlson network when he went and interviewed Vladimir Putin. Um, That's kind of a big deal. And everyone wants to talk about Ukraine being so wonderful. Ukrainian intelligence. Mm -hmm. Now, the world, the Eastern world and media might say, well, it's just Russian propaganda. Of course, Russia, Russia, Russia. But... These are serious, serious allegations. I mean, this is as big as it gets. And we have talked on this show about Tucker Carlson being needing to be concerned about his safety because of what he is doing with the Tucker Carlson network. Mm-hmm. And I, well, I don't think it's fake. No, I don't think it's fake either. And I wouldn't be surprised if we had something to do with it. If, we, if, if Biden was funneling the money over mm-hmm. to the Ukrainians to set these types of things up. Because yeah, they, I wouldn't be surprised either. I that was my first thought is how are we um, like our American government? How are we involved in this? Exactly. 
And after all the billions of dollars we've sent them, they only offered this guy four grand? That Well, that's you know, an I'm insult, isn't it? Right. Well, I mean, I guess when you're hard up, you're hard up. But yeah, $4,000 for that? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I do. I think... I think it's legit, and I wouldn't be surprised if there were many more. Um, there's also a second point that's come out now, and this was interesting, that Tucker Carlson also reported yesterday. Um, we heard so much made to do last week about uh, Navalny, who allegedly died in prison, and, oh, the Russians were, were beating him and giving him poison and not letting him eat. And now we get information that a CIA-backed Ukrainian intel official is now telling us, this according to Tucker Carlson, that Navalny actually died of natural causes. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you have to wonder what's really going on. That's right. Well, you, a Ukrainian <clears throat> commander-in-chief came out and is on video and saying, hey, I know you guys want different different results, but he died of a blood clot. And this is coming mm -hmm. from a blood clot, coming from Ukraine. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's coming from Ukraine officials, not from Vladimir Putin and his That's staff, right. but coming from Ukrainian officials. So once again, the media, the left side of the media here in this country, running mainstream media with it, not saying that Putin is some great guy. We're just saying there's always more to that story. And if it can help in any way promote some sort of an agenda, and it goes against Tucker Carlson, because we know that's when the left threw Joe Biden out for the worst press conference in the history of our country from a president, right after he did his interview to try to take away some of the attention, and it put Joe in a real bad spot, a real bad spot. Yeah. So here it is. Oh, a blood clot, natural diseases, those things happen. It sucks, mm -hmm. but it's a reality, not where he is being treated in such an inhumane way that it caused his death. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about it, guys. It's happening over and over again. And here we are dealing with all of this crap when it comes to Tucker Carlson. Will Tucker continue to try to go somewhere? Should he? Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. He, should. I, I think he should keep it up. He should keep up going to these places. Absolutely. Make sure he has very good security, though. But if they're trying to unalive him, he's oh, he's over the mark. I mean, he is. I mean, he's and people don't want him to talk, but he should just keep going. And people on the chat line are asking, too. Uh, and, and I can't say the word. Was it really a blood clot? Was it caused by the cupcake? I mean, think about all the stories that are swirling around here. Oh, yeah, lots of stories. And I think, though, while he has the momentum, though, and the attention, I think that he should continue to expose the truth and keep doing what journalists should be doing and, and you know, and sharing the truth and sharing real stories. Uh, real stories. Yeah, that would be really good. Uh, I know where we broadcast live out of the St. Louis area. Um, you have a situation where crime stats are not being reported correctly. At least there's a lot of evidence of that. FBI wanting to know what's going on. The state wanting to go on. And then we hear that in Houston, and we talk about crime being all over the place. And we started the show out today showing you the picture of a man. Thank God the Tesla cars uh, take pictures <laughs> because mm -hmm. <laughs> they have cameras all around the car of a man. And I guarantee it's the same group that hit the Winghaven area last, last week, hitting again uh, two nights ago. But in Houston, did you see this? Over 260,000 mm -hmm. criminal cases suspended due to a lack of personnel code. That's coming from the police chief. And 10% wow. of the incident reports since 2016 are suspended. Uh, this isn't just somebody coming out and saying, this is the Houston police chief talking about what's happening in our country. Uh, does that make you feel safe? Does that make you feel like you can trust being in a city like freaking Houston? No way. And I know somebody who just left Houston 
and uh, and was concerned about crime from that standpoint. So mm-hmm. we'll continue to follow that. Also, a story, Lizzie, that you really wanted to get to today, and I guess we can end the show talking about that, was Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil goes on The View yesterday. Did you Were you able to send that link to Joe by, the, by chance? Yes. Okay, Joe, did it work? Here's Dr. Phil on The yes, View yesterday. Uh, and before we show it, you've always thought Dr. Phil was more liberal, right? I did. I always thought, because his buddy was Oprah. Yeah. And so but, back in the day, I tried to watch it, but he was hard to watch because he always was like milk toast and all but that But he never kind of gave stuff. liberal agendaid messages of, to me. Yeah, yeah. To me, I thought he did. And, 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 and if you're best friends with Oprah, it's hard not to have her agenda or she usually does away with you. The cash cow. She was the one that gave him his start. Correct. Um, here he is on The View. And I, once again, I hate saying those two words because they're not America. They are not pertinent in any way. And he used this platform, but I'm glad he said what he said if he had to be on their show. Here's to the... Man, those, you know what? Those Gotta ads. Gotta love Fox News. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Anytime I send anything and I've thought of it as soon as well, I sent it go. to him. Here it is. We'll start it from the get-go. If we can. And the same agencies that knew that are the agencies that shut down the schools for two years. Who does that? Who takes away the support system for these children? Who takes them away and shuts it down? And by the way, when they shut it down they stopped the mandated reporters from being able to see children that were being abused and sexually molested and in fact sent them home and abandoned them to their abusers with no way to watch and referrals dropped 50 to 60 percent so there was also yeah. Yeah, there going was, on. they were trying to save they were trying lives. to save kids well. lives remember we know a lot of folks who died during this so it wasn't people weren't laying uh, around eating children. bond but well you know what we're lucky maybe we're lucky they didn't because we kept them out of the 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 places that they could be sick because no one wanted to believe we had an issue. Are you saying no school children died of COVID? I'm saying it was the safest group. They were the less vulnerable group and they suffered and will suffer more from the mismanagement of COVID than they will from the exposure to COVID. And that's not an opinion, that's a fact. Okay, Dr. Phil getting real on The yes. View, uh, whether they like it or not. Mm-hmm. And I, I think he shocked them with what he said because yes. uh, he didn't face a bunch of uh, blowback like guests normally do if they say something. How dare you disagree with us women? Um, Dr. Phil being more strong. You know what? I agree with you, Lizzie. Much more of a backbone now yes. than what we saw before. And he went on Jesse Waters last night, and I watched that one, too, and he was very bold, too, about the border and that all of our problems in America is because we have an open border. So he's talking about the two biggest things, the cupcake and the border. And I I was mesmerized by watching it last night and purposely sat down to watch it because I wanted to hear what Dr. Phil is saying. And I'm thrilled that he's talking like that because the suburban woman who isn't political but does watch Dr. Phil or did watch Dr. Phil or Oprah, he's breaking away from Oprah's grip mm-hmm. and he's telling the truth. And you see it from the chat line too. Exactly from Nancy. Pam says, wow, 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 good for him. Abe, wow, Dr. Phil. Megan, they looked unhappy with him. They sure did. Uh, Chris, Phil is trying to sell his book. I'd call him more of a classical liberal than a modern-day progressive liberal. Go see his stance when Matt Walsh 
was on when his What Is a Woman came out. Ugh. Yeah, but he may be changing. I, I think he's changing Cindy just says now. He's got just nothing now. to lose with them right now. Well, I agree. Benny says they'll cancel Dr. Phil. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, they totally. will try to cancel Dr. Phil, but I am thrilled because I don't think you can cancel <clears throat> Dr. Phil. I really don't. And I think you might have some of the suburban moms that are left wing screaming and hollering about it, but I think. We know, we know deep down, no matter who you are, no matter what your political persuasion is, the border's wide open. People gave us in our arms, not me in particular, but many people, and he's calling out the two biggest travesties that happened in our country, and I'm thrilled. Well, and like he said, during the pandemic, statistics show that 60%, it went up 60% for children to be involved in trafficking. Yes. Or to to leave the home for something of that nature to happen mm-hmm. because they weren't in schools. So the child abuse went up, exploitation went up. Yes. Well, it just was out of control. Well, yes. here's the other thing that I find interesting. And I don't know if any of this has anything to do with one another or if he's changed or he's being more direct now than maybe as Lizzie says, he's been in the past. But if you haven't seen, he has a media company. It's called Merritt Street Media. He owns this and he is set to launch a new news network because one of his hosts is a female who ironically was in Houston for a long time and she's moving up to Dallas. They are launching this out of Dallas, Texas. So is Dr. Phil trying, because when I hear some of the anchors they have and they're the whole message is we're going to tell you the full story that you have. Where do you hear that right here? Mm -hmm. But we tell you, you're going to hear the truth. You're not just going to give hear one side of the story like we know all local media does or most local media does when it comes to many stories. Dr. Phil's launching this network and it's going to set to be, it's going to launch on Trinity Broadcasting Network, TBN, and it's going to be in third on 30 TV stations across the country. And they're talking about having all these multiple shows so that it comes across as being very anti-mainstream media. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's how Dr. Mm. Phil always was. Yeah. But maybe he's not sitting under the thumb of Oprah anymore. Is that what you're saying, Lizzie? Yeah, yeah, I believe that because there would be times when I would watch his show as an early childhood educator back in the day that just used truth and common sense. I always thought he was using the left-wing narratives for his show, and I thought he gave some really poor advice. And just recently, I think <laughs> that he's telling the truth. And maybe you're right. Maybe he's just now under the thumb of, or not under the thumb of Oprah. From the Rocky movie, Rocky beats Drago. <laughs> if I can change. Where was Joy And you Behar? can change. We can all change. I was looking uh, for Joy. I didn't hear her. Cackling. No, Donna says Dr. Phil was also at the border. Yes, uh, yes, he was. He was at the border. Jenny says maybe he finally woke up. I think so. Um, but it will be interesting to see how the networks go and what, what his shows do. And, and it, it takes a while to gain traction, especially in media. But it is interesting that Dr. Phil's doing the view. And I don't know if they even promoted his his new program yesterday or, or his new network. I have no idea. I, I bet they didn't. I didn't watch anything but the clip because I can't listen to The View very long without wanting, wanting to hurt myself. But I did listen to the whole Jesse Waters thing and he has a book out and it's a book that I would even like to buy and forgive me, I can't remember what Dr. Phil's book is but it's like telling the truth. It's like, it's like almost like he's coming out of the closet from a liberal and now he's seen the light and he's telling the truth. I think there's going to be more and more people too that are going to get brave 
and yes. come forward and start speaking on this stuff. Because yesterday he said the administration right now, mm-hmm. all of the, the trafficking and the open borders, is it's on their hands. Yes. And I think that there's going to be more people that are going to jump on that bandwagon. Yeah. Uh, Betty says if anyone seriously seeks truth, he or she will find it. And uh, not to get too off the subject, but uh, Megan, when you've been on our show before, uh, you allegedly shared information about some sort of mucus product. Is that you? (laughs) I don't remember. I don't, re- I don't remember well, you Megan, talking about a mucus Megan, problem. excuse me, mm-hmm. but what was the mucus product you mentioned before? I feel like I'm suffocating I, sometimes. I, I have absolutely no idea okay, what you're talking about. Okay, that's all right. About. And I'm yeah, sorry. I'm sure. She said it was many m- or months ago. Okay, but you know what, Megan? I wish you had done that, and I wish you had made millions of dollars on that, because a lot of people have mucus right now. I mean, think about the (laughs) mucus going on here in the Midwest with the allergies. If I said mucus on this, um, I I really, I I don't know. That's all right. Yeah. I don't remember, but maybe you did. Now we got to go back and look at that. Donna messaged me. Yeah. Donna, private message me, Maria. Yes. And you two can have a chat. Yeah. Um, and once again, uh, headlines today coming up today around two o'clock, uh, Eastern time. Um, the judge in the Fani Willis case with Donald Trump, it's actually Donald Trump's case. Fani was, um, prosecuting that case. The judge is Nathan Wade. Well, or excuse me, the judge is now making Nathan Wade's divorce lawyer testify today on the relationship that he had with Fani Willis. We talked a little bit about her early today. Um, they allegedly had over 12,000 text and calls before she hired him to uh, be a part of this case. And she is alleging that they never had any relationship before she hired him. Um, We're not buying it. The judge isn't buying it. Now the divorce attorney has to come up and speak today. Uh, She could be completely taken off that case, like out of the blue. And And she should. Yes. And is it that obvious to you too? Oh, she absolutely should. I, I just... Even forget about her relationship with that guy. Her her hate for Donald Trump mm-hmm. is so apparent, and it's it's disgusting. Really, it really, is. it really is. And she's just made made it a point to just hate him, and has nothing but horrible things to say about him. And it has nothing to do with even what she's you know prosecuting him for. When so. it comes, yeah. Uh, so we'll keep you posted on that coming up tomorrow as well. Also. Um, where was that at here? I was trying to find where the other part here. Let me see where I had here. By the way, uh, I had to give a shout out to our advertisers. This is canceltheshow.com, but we're appreciative of our advertisers, our partners, Aminis in the Chesterfield Valley, uh, your leading supplier in traditional and infrared saunas and saltwater hot tubs. No joke when it comes to the saunas, all sorts of medical research. Now, it's not just a luxury item. Research how saunas are not only improving blood flow in the body, your heart and the functions of the heart with the heat, but also life longevity. You can look it up. It's all over the place. And by the way, the saunas are very affordable. You can get them in all kinds of sizes, even down to one or two people, all the way up to seven. Check out Aminis. We have links on our website for all of our advertisers. That's at canceltheshow.com. You click on partners. And when you do contact them, let them know. You heard about them on canceltheshow.com. Experience Real Estate Partners, Kathy Helbig Strict, and Score Mortgage, or New American Funding, powered by Score Mortgage, Steve Strict and crew. And by the way, New American, uh, excuse me, the uh, New Age Health and Wellness Company that they have, they opened up in Lake St. Louis yesterday. They were packed. 
And they had listeners from this show in there because people are concerned about their health. You get one body, and how do you really know what's happening with your body unless you get your blood test? You've got to get your blood tested. Until you get your blood tested and it breaks out every single category you can imagine, you don't know how really healthy you are or you aren't. So New Age Health Wellness, uh, I'm giving people the updates. Yes, that's right. I had to get better with my vitamin D3 and um, I'm trying the semi-glutide right now and um, I'm telling, I can tell it's working. Trust me, it's working. Are you taking a capsule for your D3? No, it's a shot. Oh, nice. It is a shot and um, it's helping me be less hungry mm -hmm. and make better decisions. Yes, <laughs> and good. I really don't have a desire for sugar. Now, are you doing any B6 or um, B12? Or? I'm doing B12 as well. Okay. It's, it's part, I've got, a, I got two little bottles. Ooh. I think that's, I think I was fine with B12. I'll look at my results. I don't want to give false information. Yeah, I'm just curious because I didn't know you could do the D. Um, but I'll give you my list obviously. and you can go over it. But I love, it's amazing what's happening right now. And, and people are, it's crowded because people are having success. Route 66 Cannabis, it's always crowded there as well. Your fast lane to the Midwest Premier Cannabis Shopping Experience, five locations throughout the St. Louis metropolitan area. And of course, for whatever reason you're using the cannabis, you want to use the best products, and that's what Route 66 has. Uh, WeQuip USA, you literally go to their website, WeQuipUSA.com, check it out. If you need an item but you don't want to buy, you can rent it from people in your area. Also, if you have items you think other people would want, you can rent those out to other people as well. Insurance is included. It's safe. It's easy. And it's very, very useful. And people who are using it are enjoying it. And of course, one of our favorites, Wenty's in the Chesterfield Valley, the original food shack of the Gumbo Flats. When you talk about pizza, burgers, wings, smoked meats, you're not going to find anything better than at Wenty's, the perfect neighborhood bar with a huge outdoor patio and some great entertainment on the weekends. Of course, this is Cancel This, CancelTheShow.com. I'm Vic Faust with Lizzie Sparks, Projo taking care of the boards, and Megan with us today because she brought in... Uh, our friend, D. Miller, who came in to talk about uh, becoming uh, a transgender from a female to a male and then making the trek back and what she's trying to do for people all across this country. And she could not stay in here with us. I love when you're in here. We have so much fun. And I'm getting so many private messages right now about, boy, I like it when when you and I do it together. But they're like, the three of you together is gold. Oh, that's what thanks. I'm hearing today. Oh, well, these two, you guys are easy. That's yeah. for sure. That's um, why I told D. I was like, oh, these two... They're, they're easy. They're great. Yeah. You want to come work for free? Yeah. We need to get. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. Any day yeah. you want to come uh, in with us. Yeah. I in love my, it when in you're my free here. time. Yes. I, I do. love it. I love when it. You're here. I love um, it when you're here. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we appreciate everybody being with us today. I mean, did we miss anything? I was trying to make sure we try to cover everything. I think we covered everything Headlines. on our list and some. Uh, we know we have a lot of listeners across the country, uh, most in the Missouri area. Uh, yeah. I guess we're told to be safe tonight. Possible. I don't like to get into scaring people. I hate it because I've heard consultants do it in local news for so long. Mm -hmm. what, what are we scared of? Yeah, I'm not Possible sure tornadoes, oh, really okay. bad thunderstorms because it's supposed to be 80 or 85 today and there's a cool front coming in. So when hot and cold mix together, yes. there can be a tornado. And it's going to be a drastic drop in hey, temperature. Hey, I'll tell you last drastic. night, flying in from Florida, I, I, I apparently it was really windy here last night. Mm -hmm, very. Our plane was rocking, literally, mm -hmm. as we were landing. I just had to hold my breath. I was like, oh my gosh, I did not have any clue. Yeah, that's how always windy unsettling, it was. isn't it? Yes. Yeah, no, very. it's not. I've been there. I, I dropped 
we had a free for we dropped for like 10 seconds one year when we were flying mm-hmm. uh, that would ruin me uh, <laughs> literally i'd be i don't even know what i would that, be that was, and we had some hard landing i've had a, everybody's had hard landing mm-hmm. or two right but, yeah. but when you do that drop by oh. quite a bit, it's only happened to us once. And people were saying the Hail Mary and praying. Oh, it scared me. the and, shit and out of me. everybody was so I was scared. Like, I mean, it was, hell? yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never flown the same again. Like, I still fly, but I but I white knuckle it every yes. now and again now. Maybe so, cry a little. Yeah, I've done that too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like pinched my <laughs> well, husband's arm real hard. We'll get you back. Joe, was there anything else? Are we do we, we caught up with everything? We got uh, Tucker uh, responding to Obama. Yeah, I saw that, but you know what? We yeah. I won't put that in now. That's the only thing. Okay, good. All right, that's good stuff. Okay, guys, we appreciate you jumping in with us today. Obviously, like, subscribe, share the show. Let people know. That's how we continue to grow here. Uh, we love what we do at canceltheshow.com. You can catch us Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 a.m. Central. But you can also go to that website. We have all of our shows there. You can watch us on all of the platforms we're on, video and audio. And, of course, uh, we have our free-for-all Friday shows where you just don't know what the hell's going to happen. A lot yeah, of free-for-all, conspiracy theory, um, paranormal, you got it and we cover it. So guys, that's going to do it for the fastest two hours in podcasting, as we like to call it for this February 27th show. Um, So for Pro Joe and Dee Miller, who joined us today, um, Megan Marie, catch her on Facebook, Lizzie Sparks, I'm Vic Faust. Have an awesome day and we'll see you tomorrow.